Kilda, welcome to Skeezy D's. So there's been a bit of a gap in episodes. Um, Basically, um, I've been long weekending pretty hard. And by long weekending pretty hard, I mean I've been doing a little bit of rest. I had a, a fantastic time yesterday playing 1889 um, this isn't going to be a full train game episode but there will be train game elements so apologies in advance um, I'm going to limit myself to the next nine minutes talking about train games so skip ahead nine minutes from this point um, if you want to skip the train game stuff um, so it's Shikoku I think 1889 and it's basically like building railroads on the smallest Japanese island. It's like a teeny tiny little map. Um, there's some really interesting mechanics in it, and the thing that makes it fucking thrilling is... So, there's that thing where um, once a certain level of train has been purchased, all trains of a certain level are removed. So once the first... I think it's the first four train is purchased, all the two trains are instantly removed. They're just gone, burger. Um, which means if you're a um, if you're an innocent little train person trying to make a buck and you don't have one of the trains that isn't going to get removed, your company has to buy the next level up. Now this isn't too bad to start off with. Hard to start off with okay so the first train is 80 80 dollars per train whoop-de-doo second train is 180 cool third train is 300 fourth train is 450 fifth train is 630 and then the final type of train the diesels uh, 1,100. Now, there's an important caveat here. If you already, if you upgrade a train, you can trade it in for only 800. Which means, if you have a four train, which are the ones that get removed when you buy a diesel train, you can buy a diesel by trading in your four train, which would have been removed anyway, while simultaneously removing every other train, uh, every other four train in the game. It's, uh, it's fucking, it's ruthless. And so what happened, in, and, and so a key part of this game, more so than in 1846, is kind of managing the... Um, managing managing the trains in your company because in 1846 there's lots of ways for you to get money into your company you can do a half payout you can do stock buybacks so you've got shares for people to buy um, you can issue shares to get more funds none of that is available in 1886 1886 your company gets 10 times the share price at the start, and you can do a full withhold 
to keep all the money from a run. And that's it. That's the only ways to get money in your company. Um, so what happened in our game, there were, there were three players. I started off in this small place at the bottom and I started building as if it was 1846, which was a huge fucking mistake. I really fucked up at the start. I did not have a powerful start. Um, but it was steady. Um, one of the other players started up north and he had an absolute fucking crackerjack of a start. Um, but he was not playing sustainably. The third player didn't start a company for the first three or two rounds, two full rounds. He went two full rounds just sort of chilling. And then after those two full rounds, he sold the shares in our companies that he bought and started up his own company at a higher stock value. Um, now this company was in the far um, east, I think it was the or the west, it was the far west, um, and he had set up with an awesome route, and basically latched on to my route, um, to make fucking tons of cash, now, he started to get a little bit out of control, which was kind of scary, and we, we ended up getting close to the point where, um, essentially, you want to start up new companies to trade the trains around. Um, now this player who'd waited, their company was loaded full of trains, absolutely fucking brimming with trains, which means you can't do, you can't do like the, the, uh, you can't like trade trains around, or shenanigans and that kind of thing. And what happened was, I happened to have the second most amount of shares in that company, and so he just sold his shares in that company, crashed the value of the stock, and dumped the company on me. And so now I was responsible for trying to figure out how to um, get fucking trains for this thing. But I also needed money to start up another company so I could trade my trains around. Now, there was the third player. He made the mistake of, now that these shares were cheap, buying some shares in this company that just been dumped on me. And so I dumped it right back on this guy. Um, which was kind of a dick move because he was quite new to the game. Um, and we were coming up to a point where every company needed about $600 to get trains. And his companies did not have that. What he ended up doing was withholding um, stock for a couple rounds. And then on the next stock round, he dumped one of his companies that had no trains on the player who had dumped um, the fucking, that first company on me. So we actually all dumped sort of like a worthless company on each other. Um, except what ended up happening was the company that had been dumped twice, Uwajima, ended up having the most profitable route in the game. It wasn't enough to bring that guy up to victory, but it was enough to... Um, Kind of the fact that it got dumped in the first place meant that I was in the best position to win, basically, and I did end up winning. I, 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 I had a route um, that basically visited almost every viable stop in the game because the diesel trains, which are in some 18xx games, the diesel trains can visit as many stops as possible. They can visit theoretically infinite stops um, as long as you can trace a legal route. And so this one diesel train 
was basically starting one hex above the home city, traveling the entire coastline, and then finishing on the hex next to where it left. Um, fucking felt so good. I won by like a thousand money. It was great. Um, I also sold Scythe Expeditions. Um, I really liked Scythe Expeditions, but was kind of just a bit too clunky to teach, if that makes sense. Um, I'm moving on from the train stuff now. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bit too clunky to teach, and the gameplay was fun, but even though there's lots of, like, variable elements, um, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's lacking some of the, the Euro rigor of Scythe. Um, and that kind of thing. Like, it was fun, and it is fun, and I hope the new uh, owner enjoys it a lot. It's a beautiful game. Um, but yeah, not, not, um, not a long-term investment for me, and so I sold that on, and with the money from that, I purchased Manifest and Australia, which I think are both New Zealand-designed games, crazily enough. Um, Manifest, I still haven't really gotten a full clutch on, but it's a pretty simple sort of, it's like a card-driven trading game, and so you've got cards, and the cards can either buy cargoes, buy contracts, um, or you can use them for movement, or you can play them for their special ability. And you play all your cards in a turn, or you can like withhold some if you want. Draw up to four at the end of your round. Um, so that was, I just saw the Taxpayers Union um, Holden hatchback, crazy. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's Manifest. There's some, it's like different game modes as well, which I'm always kind of appreciative of. It looks pretty simple to pick up. It looks like it's a pretty quick play. Um, the components are all cute as fuck as well, which I'll be honest, is like 90% of the reason why I wanted it. Um, I also only got it for like 25 bucks, so that was a fucking steal. The other one is Australia, which is a Lovecraftian farming train game yeah no um it's it's a little bit out of the left field so you get given a sort of like terra nullis australia which like problematic but okay um and there's a whole bunch of resources and random like cthulhu's in the middle of australia every t um now, instead of a score tracker, it's like a timer around the edge, and there's like little discs which represent the amount of time you have. The different actions take different amounts of time. So, for example, mining a square you're connected to is one time. Building railway through like rough terrain, that's three time. Um, whoever is last in the time things is the first, is like the next person to go. And so you're basically just like leapfrogging each other. Um, going along When you go past the purple disc which represents the old ones the old ones start to like awaken and move and They just start fucking your shit up and essentially you're looking to 
defeat the most old ones and build the largest network of farms to win um, if there's too many destroyed farms or if there's too many like undisturbed old ones then all the players lose otherwise one player will win based on like how wide and expansive their farming network is um, it's it's pretty interesting gameplay you've got like lots of really tense choices it's one of those games where you know you've got like a fucking a dozen choices and none of them seem to be right um but everyone else is in the kind of the same position there does seem to be a bit of potential inequity in like how the resources are distributed they're like randomly placed out every game and so you can end up with games where like one person just has tons of gold um which tons of gold is really 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 good in this game and it's like quite difficult to acquire otherwise because you've basically got to like build out your network to get more farms um so that's kind of like and then and then if you've got lots of gold you can use that to make lots of um military units to be fair you can just trade other resources for gold but it takes a lot of time and you've got to get those resources so it's like not quite as easy like the the balance is interesting i assume it's like more or less balanced um but yeah looks like a fun game hope you enjoy the cast